Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of the Restoring Report podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today, as always. This is a show about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today, I've got a really cool video for you guys. I'm going to be reviewing a video on family by Bill Johnson of Bethel Church in Redding, California. Um, Bill Johnson is a remarkable man on a number of fronts. The first time I was exposed to him, he was, uh, my cousins actually went out to Redding, California and discovered Bethel uh, Church and were greatly impacted by the teaching coming from not only Bill Johnson, but Chris Valentin, Danny Silk, Bain Liebscher, um, all the pastors out there. Bethel Church is a kind of a mega church, is how I would describe it, that has many, many different pastors uh, that each sort of, uh, not pastors, many different leaders that each fulfill a different role uh, discussed in scripture. For example, they have one a leader who is a prophet, one leader who is a pastor, one who's a teacher, one who's a evangelist. Um, they have different different leadership roles that are filled by different people. And uh, Bill Johnson, I think, is the apostle um, of the the apostle pastor of the church, uh, the apostle leader of the church. He does a, a phenomenal job presenting scripture in a way that is um, really beautiful. Really beautiful. He, um, I, I don't see very ma- many men or women who love scripture as much as he does. He's just very um, conscientious, very sincere, very genuine, um, very caring, very, very loving about God's people, but not only God's people, also the word of God. So it's uh, word of God is in not Jesus, but scripture. He's, he obviously loves Jesus too, but I'm saying um, he's just very, he has a deep love for the written word. Um, which is just something really beautiful that I would like to discuss on the show. Also, he's going to be talking about family. So this is something perfect we can um, review his work in. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Before we do, I would just want to mention, if you uh, feel the need, uh, if you feel so obligated, I would encourage you to just send a prayer uh, for for Bill Johnson. Uh, He lost his wife to a disease earlier this year, very recently, like a, just a matter of, of couple, a couple weeks ago. Um, and obviously that takes a great toll on a man. Um, 
And he's since, you know, continued to work, continued to speak, continued to worship publicly. Um, and I, I, it's just, I just, I, I can't imagine that being easy for him. He's got to be going through just a very difficult time. And just, it's, it, he's a very remarkable man in the sense of, I mean, that absolutely would shred my life apart, losing my spouse. Um, and just the way he's handled it and how he's drawn closer to God, th- despite that difficulty is something very admirable that I think, um, we should all just admire, you know? Um, so just say a prayer for Bill, but let's go ahead and review what he has to say today. Psalm 68 and Ephesians chapter three, and we're going to read uh, one right after the other. So um, go ahead and go there. Psalms 68 and then Ephesians chapter three. I love the opportunities that I have now and then to talk about family. I I like it so much because I I remember as a as a young dad, I uh, the the stuff that I prayed about the most, the stuff that I researched the scripture about the most was being a dad. I mean, you know, you you would you would think maybe as a pastor I'd study on building healthy church life and all that, but I, the thing that consumed my time, my time before the Lord, my time in the Word was just on just on being a dad, just being a husband. Let's just stop for a second and just appreciate what he said there. My gosh, do we need men like this in the world today? Men who search the scriptures not to improve themselves, not to expand their church, not their their institutional church body, not to um, develop their own character, but to learn how to be a better husband and father. Man, man, guys, that's just so powerful today. Uh, you know, I see a lot of genuine men, a lot of sincere, good-hearted men, men of conviction, men after God's own heart, who spend a lot of time in Scripture researching a lot of different things, growing in a lot of different ways. Um, But we need more of them to realize the importance of being a father and a husband and to learn how to be better at those two things. Because if you can do those two things well, you are going to have such a lasting impact, such a profound, real, visceral impact on the people closest to you, an impact that will not be matched by anyone on this earth. And that's just a a beautiful idea to me. I just love that he is uh, going that direction here because it's a direction I don't see many pastors going. Instead, I see many pastors coming down hard on sin. I see them coming down hard on immorality, uh, political issues, things that are on a grand scale uh, across all of humanity. I do not see them investing in uh, discipling the next generation to be good husbands and fathers. And again, I've, as I've said many times on this show, the re- one of the reasons I started this show is because my goal is to be the best, the best husband and father that has ever stood on this earth. The best. And that is a high bar. High, high bar. And I know it's also relative. So um, the best to my family, the best to my spouse, my children, but also on a grand scale sense, I want to be a good father, objectively speaking, um, not just subjectively speaking about my wife and children. I want to be a good husband and father. That is what I would consider my occupation. That's what I cons- would consider my calling of God. That's what I c- would consider my purpose of why he put me on this earth. Those are big things for me, huge values. And that's why I created this show to learn from people who are geniuses in those areas, areas and to expose you to their teaching Bill Johnson is one of those men. And um, 
I, uh, I, I didn't want to succeed in ministry and fail at home. I didn't want to impact all, you know, all the, the people that we impact and then, but not, not have it successful at home because I, I'm, I'm an exporter by nature. I'm an exporter. I, I don't want to travel in ministry, for example, and go out there to other places and not be able to export what we experience here. I'm, I'm an exporter by nature. And the same with family. I was thinking about it. You know, Jesus, um, well, Paul in Ephesians um, 5 talked about husbands loving the wives as Christ loved the church. And then, then he goes and he talks about how a uh, person will nourish and cherish, care for his own health, his own physical body. And then he makes a statement. He says, but I'm referring to Christ in the church, not just your human body. The point is, is that he was giving a natural lesson that had spiritual implications. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. It would be clearer to say he was giving a lesson in the natural world that spoke of a superior reality in the spiritual world. Now just think through this. Husbands and wives love one another. Absolutely right, absolutely true. But it is a prophetic foretaste. Actually, it'd be better to say it is a, it's, it's a prophetic imagery of his love for his bride, which is the church. And this is one of the things we've talked about on this show over and over, um, the family, the relationship between a husband and wife, the relationship between uh, parents and children is and are the ways that God has chosen to reveal himself to humanity throughout Scripture. Um, but also even just think about how, what we call him, Father, Abba, Dad. Some, some believers call him Daddy God. <laughs> some people make fun of them for that. Um, but my point is, it's all the either the parent role or the bride of Christ and the, our husband Jesus role, right? It's all in the context of family, the way that we relate to God is. That's how we've learned it through scripture. That's how we talk about it um, offhand. That's how we relate to God. Um, and just, I think it's amazing that God has, and I think there's a reason that God's chosen to reveal himself to us that way. That's the closest thing we have to our relationship with him. The closest thing we have to our relationship with God is marriage and family, a relationship with our spouse and our relationship with our children. So the concept of family is the exact same. The family, the husband, the wife, the children. I realize we've got a lot of single people, so it's, I, I don't usually like to talk about subjects that, that would be exclusive or exclude people. And, and so I, I tend to stay away from this subject, except today we're able to uh, primarily because we're dealing with family, which is all of us together. And I would even, Bill, I would just say, this was recorded six years ago or so, um, so I would say uh, don't feel bad about this at all. Uh, to Bill Johnson, because you're not preaching a message of exclusivity. You're not preaching something that people will not be able to relate to because the singles in your audience audience should ideally be pursuing the goal of marriage and family if they are, um, you know, called to that, which most believers are. That's an unquestionable reality that I've addressed and argued for in previous episodes of the show. You can go back and listen to those. So he really is addressing a very universal issue. There are a few issues that you can speak about from a pulpit from a platform that address almost everybody in the world. And this is one of them. This is a totally safe subject for him to do. It's not exclusive at all. It's very inclusive. Everybody is not everybody. I want to do, I do believe that there are some people who are called to singleness, but I believe those people are very, very, very rare. So he is addressing uh, his address to singles. This message about family and the importance of family and marriage is totally appropriate because it's something they should be pursuing.
as the, as the family of God. When we talk about the nucleus of a family, a husband, a wife, the children, um, we're, we're talking about something that prophetically portrays or illustrates what it is to be a part of the family of God. One of the things we shared on our uh, social media recently was a quote, um, an original quote about how each caricature, each member of the family reveals a unique, a completely unique aspect of God's character. So father, husband reveals a unique aspect. Uh, mother, wife reveals a unique aspect. And then uh, children, sons and daughters reveal a unique aspect of God's character. And you can learn different things about God from each of those members that you can't learn from the others. You cannot learn everything about God from a husband. You cannot learn everything about God from a child. You cannot learn everything about God from a woman, a wife, a mother. You have to look at the whole and each reveal a part. And they fit together to reveal that larger part. It's very not individualistic. It's very anti-autonomy. It's very much about reliance, community, um, connection, relationship. That's why this show is such a, I would say, important thing to have in today's culture is because life is very relational. If you're not good in the relational realm, if you're not uh, good at communicating and working together with people, if you're kind of a lone wolf in the sense of relying on only yourself, you are not going to make it far in life. You are not. You are not. And even beyond that, you're not understanding one of the most profound elements of why we're here serving other people serving other people right uh through the context primarily of serving our spouse and serving our children which he's i'm sure going to get into here and he's painting this picture of those things those important things that this show is about is a direct portrayal a direct illustration a direct image of the body the church's relationship with god with christ with the holy spirit with uh, the father and even then, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're revealing themselves very much as um, individuals which can be related to family. So Father, obviously that's very close to spirit. our spiritual Father is a picture of the Father, the fathers that we have in our life. Um, son, Jesus, the Son, that's a very clear illustration. Holy Spirit, I think of as very feminine um, in the sense of, think about what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts of sin, he encourages, he uplifts, he comforts. He's the paraclete, the, um, I can't even remember the Greek words that describe the Holy Spirit, but there are lots of them. Well, actually, I don't know if there are lots of them. I know paraclete is one and there's, it's, it's a lot of exhortation. It's a lot of conviction. It's a lot of comfort. Women do those things so well for me, at least. Um, the women in my life are better than any man at doing those things. If you are, I've never been more convicted than, um, when my significant other, my mother, my sister, uh, even, even women who are in my life that are not as close to me, like my uh, aunts or my cousins or my female friends or my female mentors, they are able to convict me of things so so much infinitely better than any male is. Um, and I think that is a very uh, unique, I think that is very similar to the Holy Spirit. So you, you see these, you see these parallels between the God, the Godhead, the Trinity, and uh, people in your own life, relationships that you have in your own life. Um, particularly, again, marriage and romantic relationships, um, relationships between parents and children, caregivers and children. Um, it's just very strong there. The prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The part that we pray and sing and declare so often, your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. All kingdom subjects, all kingdom manifestations, expressions have to do with the context of family. Once you leave the concept of family life, when you, once you leave the concept of re, the relational component, you have left the subject of the kingdom. Dang. I mean, he just flat, he basically said what I said only better right there. Did you hear that? He said, once you've left the subject of family, the concept of family, you've left the concept of kingdom. That is very much, that is so true. That is so true. That's one of the things I would actually, um, I'm just so confident in that statement. Um, how relational, how, um, community central the kingdom of god is it's really very clear to me i mean it's uh, the kingdom of god is all about service serving other people bringing a unique part of god's heart to those around you uh, just embodying it is not enough you have to be able to bring that part of god to other people in order to further the kingdom of god so i think he's just right on point there right on point and so often the church becomes an organization, an institution, instead of the, the living, loving family that God ordained us to be. And that is his design. And learning how to live that relational component is the actual essence of the gospel. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I've told you before, if you weren't in my life, I wouldn't need the fruit of the Spirit. Here's another way to put it. Without you in my life... I could think I have the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> I mean, when you when you never interact with people, you can think you're the most patient guy on the planet. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. And just the the people are how we grow, right? Um, I'll tell you, you can think, especially, okay, I've, I'm a teacher. I learned how to be a teacher, theoretically, on the page in college. Now, I would say that was very useless in the actual workplace, but I learned how to be a teacher, theoretically, in college. I thought I was going to go in being a pretty good teacher, right? I came out of college thinking I was going in being a pretty good teacher, but it was because I was not actually around people. I was not actually around my students. Once I went actually into the classroom, once I began to go actually into the place uh, that I was going to be working with little ones, little people, little souls, then the the shortcomings of my teaching expertise were revealed, right? <laughs> so therefore, I was able to grow more. I was able to fix those shortcomings because I was around my charges, my little people that I was actually going to be working with, right? You know, you can think you're a great person. You can think you have the fruit of the Spirit, just like he says. And until you begin interacting with other people, the your shortcomings, your own flaws are not going to be revealed to you, which I just think is beautiful. That's how growth happens. Growth happens through um, community through family, through your relationship with your spouse. The world portrays it in the opposite way. They talk about self-development, self-improvement, self-discovery. Uh, all these terms are things that they use all the time, and it's very little to do with other people. It's all about like meditation, inwardly discovering yourself, um, exploring your passions, exploring what you think you should be doing, and it has very little to do with other people and how you're impacting them and helping them. This The kingdom perspective is totally opposite of that. It's totally opposite of that. The kingdom perspective is all about how you can impact and help your brother, your sister, your neighbor, your husband, your wife, your child, other people, right? Other people. And it's not that you don't love yourself, right? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But it, you, you love both, but the focus is love your neighbor, right? That's the, that's the onset. That's the charge. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's easy to love yourself, but it's important to love your neighbor, right? So good. And then you have somebody that crosses you and you realize, oh, that's me. That's ugly. 
And we, we discover through relationships. And, and uh, it's just the gift of God. It's the gift of God to put us together with people. Uh, years ago, uh, I think it was Dick Mills who told us, uh, God blesses or afflicts you with the people you need. What a great promise. Put that on your refrigerator, quote it every day, that'll help you. So here's this, this concept of family. So he says, God blesses or afflicts you with the people you need. Uh, interesting quote there. Interesting quote. I don't know. I mean, I can, I can see that in my own life in the sense of not God punishing or not God giving me something I don't need, but it's, um, it's giving me something that I do need that I might perceive as an affliction or a blessing. Uh, and my perception is not really what matters. It's what I actually needed to grow. Um, so that's really good. Uh, but just again, I think the, the main takeaway that I would give you guys from this video, from Bill Johnson's perspective, is that the kingdom of God is all about the other person. It's not about you. It's about, of course, your, your you know, the renewing of your mind, your moment of repentance, your moment of trust and acceptance and belief in Jesus and, uh, the, the, the step of faith in trusting Him. But then after that, you've got to look beyond that, those things and you've got to start looking to serve other people, right? That's, that's what the kingdom of God is all about. Um, you know, if you're just all about self-discovery, if you're all about autonomy, if you're all about self-improvement, self-development, self-growth, um, that's not the kingdom. I'm not even saying those things are bad. Those things aren't really bad, but it's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yes, but the kingdom of God is also, um, serving other people, serving other people in the unique way that God has designed you to serve them. And you cannot do that through uh, any other means than relational interaction, relational exchange, community, and um, the and the, the most powerful, the most powerful visceral aspects of that service through community is in the context of marriage and family, your re- relationship with your spouse, and your relationship with your children. So that's what I would leave you guys with today. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this reaction video. I hope you guys have enjoyed Bill Johnson. Check out all the work that he's done. He has years, 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 hours and hours and hours of content, hours and hours and hours of wisdom. This man is incredibly wise. He's been in the word for you know, three times longer than I've been alive. I mean, it's just the legacy that he's left. Uh, he's he's changed the lives. He basically adopted, not adopted, but he basically took on a spiritual son that went on to change the world in the exact same way he did, Chris Vallotton, uh, founder of More Revolution. Um, just all these amazing things that came out of Chris Vallotton all happened because Bill Johnson was a present father figure that Chris Vallotton did not have growing up. Um, and it's just it, the, the story there is so powerful. And, and just to hear Chris speak, you can hear the impact that Bill Johnson has had on him um, to this very day. It's just so powerful to see. And the lasting consequences of that, just through Bill Johnson uh, building a healthy marriage first with his wife, Benny, then through that, a healthy family with his, his children. I think he has like, um, I don't even know how many children he has, like three or four, maybe three or five, three to five from them. And from building that healthy unit, other people saw that, like Chris Dalton saw that. From there on, he he took on Chris Felton as kind of like a spiritual father. And from there, Chris's life changed, right? So you now have Chris Felton taking what he's learned from Bill Johnson, building it into his own family. And now his children, Chris Chris Felton's children, are growing up to found ministries like Braveco. Uh, Jason Felton is doing amazing things. And it was it all can all be traced back to this awesome value of family and family as the center of the kingdom of God. That's why these people at Bethel are having such an impact, guys. People think it's because of the miraculous things that they've seen that, that have happened through their ministries, but I would argue it's not really because of that. It's because of their healthy core value of uh, relationship with God and other people. That's why they're so successful. That's why they're so needed, and that's why they've done such great things for the kingdom. Is because they have they have the value for marriage and family, and for your relationship with God. 
just so good check out all the work done by bethel thank you guys so much for listening to this episode reach out let me know what you thought of the content using the link in the show notes again you can reach out and send me a voice message through that link i love hearing your voice it makes me feel more connected to my audience you can also follow the restoring rapport podcast on instagram and facebook if you would like to do so there thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next time